Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. We're going to be talking about something today that I know is going to resonate and speak to so many of you, like right to your heart. And that's because what we're going to be talking about today is expectations, the kind of expectations that we put on ourselves and the kind of expectations that we have for our businesses and our lives and how important it is to have expectations and also how important it is to know how to manage our expectations so that we're not constantly walking around feeling disappointed or let down because things aren't the way that we think. And if you can see me, I'm putting my quote fingers up. They're supposed to be. Being an entrepreneur and knowing how to manage these expectations is critical and All of us in the Passion and Prosperous community need to have a really good way that we manage our expectations around what we think is supposed to be happening, what we want to be happening, and so on and so forth. And before we dive in, I just want to say that today is a very, very, very special day. So not the day that I'm recording it, although yes, of course, every day is special. But the day that this episode is actually coming out, if you're listening in real time, which I know many of you do, makes me so happy to know that like Wednesdays are a special day for you. If you're listening on the day that this is releasing, this is episode 52 of Passionate and Prosperous. And you know what that means unless you don't know how many weeks there are in a year. (laughs) That is that today is officially Passionate and Prosperous's one-year birthday. This episode is coming out on the one-year birthday of Passionate and Prosperous, the 52nd episode. So I just, first of all, want to thank you for being the most amazing community and audience. Why? Because the reason I love putting out the show and the reason I do it and why I've been able to be consistent and do it every single week without missing is because I know that you're enjoying it because you let me know. And so I just want to thank you for making this such a joyful thing. When I first started the show, I had no idea what it was like to do a podcast or be a podcaster. And you have made this the most incredible experience. So not only do I want to thank you, but I want to remind you that we're having a birthday party and that is coming up this Friday, October 28th. So we're going to be meeting on Zoom at 11 a.m. Eastern. If you're not already on my email list, just pop over to my website, www.stacybrassrussell.com. And all you have to do is like fill out where it says like join us or, you know, there's lots of little places on the site. And that way you'll get the link on 
Friday to join us on Zoom. And if you want to have a love seat coaching, that's like a one-on-one little coaching on something, um, you'll be able to fill out an application. Now, by the time you're listening to this, I don't know if those spots will all be taken, but definitely come join us. We're going to have like a fun little party. We're going to celebrate your favorite stuff from the show. Um, and we'll get together. If you've never been at anything with this community, I guarantee you it's going to make your day awesome, right? So it's at 11 in the morning. Well, actually it's 11 in the morning Eastern. I'm now finding out we've got people that listen to the show from all over the place. Thank you, Bermuda, whoever you are. We keep being on the Apple chart in Bermuda um, and Australia and all over the world. So anyway, that's happening Friday. I couldn't be more excited to celebrate this little baby's birthday. And one last thing, I'm going to remind you that we are getting so close to Passionate and Prosperous live right here in New York City. So November 11th and 12th, we're getting together. We're going to be together in person in Greenwich Village for two days for a transformational business building retreat. And if you are just hearing about this now and it's a little late for you to get to New York City, um, there is a virtual option for you to join us and for you to set yourself up for two days and just just decide that you're going to be there and immerse yourself in your mission, in your passion, in getting clear on your message, in making a strategic plan for how you want to be visible. Because if you listen to the show, you know that visibility is one of the most important things that you need to be focusing on in order to build, grow, scale your business. Um, If you can get to New York, there may be tickets left. Again, I always record these episodes a couple of weeks in advance, but I will make space for you. I'm sure if you want to come, go ahead and drive to the city or grab an Airbnb, whatever you need to do. But come be with us because I've been saying when I've been talking about this on the show, I've been saying over and over how I personally have been a person who goes to retreats, trainings, workshops with my mentors, with my teachers, not just since I've been a coach, but even when I was a yoga teacher, I always went out of my way to go to any advanced training, advanced workshop, any opportunity that I had to go and like immerse myself in becoming a better teacher or learning more about my subject um, and to be with my teacher, I would never pass that up. So, and now as a coach, I still do it. I go, I travel two to three times a year and spend money for me and my business to go be at high vibe retreats with my coach, with my mentor. And it's because it's very different than doing things like, you know, an hour here and there or something once in a while, or even just working on your own. Or even if you are having a coach or a mentor and, you know, you, you're doing it online, there's something super special about giving yourself dedicated time. It, you always up level. You up level in your mindset. You up level in your spirit. You up level in your being and definitely you up level in your business. So if you are coming, which I know a lot of you are, yay, I literally can't wait to see you. It's coming up so soon. And if you haven't gotten a ticket yet, if this is the first you're hearing about it, or if you've been thinking about it and you still haven't, you know, decided what to do, 
let me know how I can support you and help you in making an empowered decision to make sure that you're in the room, whether you're with us here in person or if you're in Zoom. So that's what I have for you. One year birthday. Woo. And I hope to see you at any and all of these things that we have coming up. So let us dive in. You know, one of the things that I learned very early on about being an entrepreneur, well, first of all, I didn't just learn it when I was an entrepreneur. I learned this throughout my whole life of being someone who is a high achiever, who definitely has some perfectionism qualities, we'll call it. I'm not even going to say issues. I'm just going to say qualities because everything that we can like say about ourselves, whether we're high achievers, we're perfectionists, we're really critical, we're hard on ourselves, um, any of those things that can sound negative, they can also have a positive um, intention as well, right? So, so anything that we may ever think is, you know, not good about ourselves, which, you know, we do think that like we're human. We, we, we are very self-critical. Um, anything that we ever think like that about ourselves, we can definitely make a case for like how it serves us and how it can work to our advantage if we know how to use it. And one of the things that I have learned over the years, so definitely since I've been an entrepreneur, since I've been a coach, but even before that, when, you know, I've been a performer, someone who, you know, has spent their whole life learning what it means to be like performance ready, camera ready, stage ready, whatever you want to call it, um, is that we can set expectations for ourselves and then if we don't meet the expectation, like the way that we envisioned it in our mind, then we, it's very easy to then assume that that means it was all a failure or all for nothing. And we tend to set expectations or make these declarations about the way things are supposed to be, the way we're supposed to be, the way things are supposed to turn out, where we should be um, by this point. Um, you know, we look at how other people are doing what they do and we think they're better, they're further along, they're they're more ahead, they're more successful, they're doing this better than me. We we do we do all of this comparing to others as well as to our own expectations that we set. And then we use it against ourselves. And I'm sure that I've talked about this in other episodes in different ways, but it's been coming up a lot with some of my clients. And whenever these kinds of things arise, like in my everyday work, they're the best, right? This is the best material for the show. This is the best relevant, real stuff for me to bring and talk about because I'm not making shit up. I'm not pulling this out of thin air and, and just saying that I think that people, you know, um, create situations for themselves where they then put themselves in a perfect position to really be down on themselves and to beat themselves up. And so I thought it would be really, really important to come in and talk about when you're an entrepreneur how do you measure the success of your business, of your life even? And what are you using to do that? Because it's very, very important that you don't 
consistently put yourself in a situation where you think that you're sucking or fucking up or not doing a good job. Because if that's what you do to yourself, you are definitely going to, first of all, like burn out. You're going to not be able to show up for your business with the kind of vibration that you need to be successful. You're going to be putting yourself in a situation where you don't like your business or you don't like what you're doing because it never seems to be working, right? And so when you create that experience for yourself, when you create the experience that you're not being successful, and what I mean by create the experience is when you decide that wherever you are, however far you've gotten, how, whatever the result was of something that you decided to do, an action you decided to take, maybe even like a big, bold one, right? You know, I talk all the time about, about how important it is to have big, bold, you know, risky moves. Um, when we take big, bold, risky moves, we know what's inherent in that is that we don't know what the outcome is going to be. And if we set ourselves up for being people who take big, bold, risky moves and then are constantly judging ourselves or being upset for the way that that things turned out or the outcomes, and instead of seeing that taking the big, bold, risky move in and of itself is a version of success, then we're just going to be creating for ourselves a repetition, a nonstop experience of being let down, a nonstop experience of thinking that we're not good enough, a nonstop experience of thinking that we don't know how to do things, all of those things that will eventually take you down. They will eventually make it impossible for you to keep showing up. So on the flip side, right, setting expectations being a high achiever, um, you know, being demanding on yourself, having, you know, the, um, the belief, you know, that you, that you can do things, right, is there's an important way to use all of that, which is that that is what allows you to set big goals for yourself, right? That is what allows you to create vision because goals and vision are supposed to be things that may not in this moment seem totally like you know how you're going to get there. So in order to set big goals, in order to up level, in order to expand and grow and do new things, if you want to scale your business, for example, if you just want to go to a new level in your business or even a new level in your life, no matter what, it will require you to declare that you are willing to do something or that you want something or that you can have something or that you desire something that for whatever reason in this moment, you don't have it yet. And therefore, according to your human brain, you don't know how to get there or how to do it. So when you use that amazing part of yourself that can, that, that has expectations of the way that things, you know, can be, you're accessing the part of yourself that makes it possible for you to do those next big things. But if you use that part of yourself 
to create expectations that you're then not willing to pair or match with reality, then you're going to come up against a problem. And that's what we're going to talk about today. The relationship between setting big goals and having big expectations for yourself because you know you're amazing and you know you can do it and matching that with realistic expectations based on what is really going on, what things really take, how, you know, like some, some real stuff that I think that if you don't, if you're not willing to look at those things, it's kind of like, it's this really interesting thing where it's like being a dreamer and, and, and being really practical and pragmatic at the same time. And I really do think that to be a successful entrepreneur, that's what we're trying to straddle. We're trying to balance and hold within us at all times being the big visionary, the dreamer, the one who's willing to see for ourselves what what we know is possible even if we don't have it now. And then at the same time, we have to be able to activate that strategic, practical part of our brain that also knows what some realistic, and I'm not saying realistic expectations, like where you're like, you know, well, I shouldn't expect that I could ever do X, Y, and Z. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying realistic where like some jerk might've said to you, uh, come on, why don't you like try to be realistic about what's possible? That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is being realistic about for example, how long it'll take or what it will take or um, how soon you should be able to get the results. You know, well, that's the same thing as how long it'll take. So, you know, it was really um, fabulous that I went to see Lizzo last night um, at Madison Square Garden. And um, I love Lizzo. And one of the things that I was so struck by at at the show was um, she was so noticeably um, moved by this, you know, she's already, her tour already started. She's been in other major cities, but you really understood that being at Madison square garden was a really big deal to her. I mean, obviously it's a really big deal. You sell out Madison square garden, but I was so moved by how moved she was. You could tell that she was really taking it in and she paused a lot and she was really present and she was really emotional. Um, that was just me like sharing something that I loved about her, but I, I fucking love her message, you know, because she basically is telling the audience, you can be anything you want to be. You can do anything that you want to do. Right. And then at the same time, she's also referencing how many years she played in every rinky dink club. She mentioned Mercury Lounge. Like this is like a, you know, this is like a place where so many, you know, bands and and artists played when they were like unknown. And, you know, she was talking about the path to this success, the, the path to this anything being possible. And, you know, I think when you get to experience or hear anyone at that level, right? Anyone who's achieving this like massive level of success on every level, you know, um, 
really get, and I think that like, it's important to remember that massive level of success is not just money. It's not just money. I don't think that that Lizzo was standing on that stage at Madison Square Garden, looking at the audience, being totally emotional, totally blown away, totally moved and thinking in her head, oh my God, I can't believe how much fucking money I'm making right now. Like, you know, that's not what she was thinking. She was thinking, I mean, I don't know what she was thinking, but I really do think that she was more thinking about how she's getting to do her craft. She's doing her music. She's using every ounce of her talent, every and every ounce of her intellect, every ounce of her soul, every ounce of every layer of her of her being. And and at the same time as she's telling everyone in the audience, you can be whatever you want. Don't let anyone ever tell you that you can't do it. Go for it. All those wonderful empowering positive things. You also know that she worked her fucking ass off to get there and that there were so many disappointments and so many obstacles and so many times that things didn't go the way that, that, that she had planned, the way that she had hoped. And, you know, when you hear this and see it about other people that are like famous and successful and whatever, I think for some reason, and I'm going to say we, cause I'm sure that I've done it too, although I think I'm. I think I've got a pretty good grasp on certain things when it comes to this this whole entrepreneurial mindset. But I think that that very often when we see that, we're like, yeah, yeah, hard work, blah, blah, blah. But then when it comes to ourselves, it's like we're way less understanding or forgiving. We're, we're, somehow we're like, but it doesn't apply to me. My my, you know, obstacles or things that didn't go the way I planned or things that are taking longer than I thought or, you know, whatever. It's different. For me, it's a sure sign that I'm a fucking failure and loser, right? For Lizzo, it's a sign that like she just put in the work and it took years and she's incredible and resilient and talented. But for me, you know, because my whole business didn't take off in six months, I'm, you know, I'm failing. I'm a loser and I should you know, like go back to like looking for a day job. And I know that this is a a mindset that a lot of you have. And, um, and I also know that there's a mindset of where you look around at other people and we've had episodes on compare and despair and how it is just going to take you down. Um, I know that what happens is also you look at other people, you see and it's it, i i will never not say this but i really hope that that you know by now that the shit that people post on social media when they're just talking about how everything is so fab and they're raking it in and they're you know whatever i hope that you know look i'm i'm happy for people i hope that they're living their freaking best lives and i hope that they're making money doing what they love i really do but i also know that 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 sometimes when people do that, it's just bullshit marketing tactics. And, and it's very important to remember that what people are saying that they have or that they're doing, you really never, ever, ever, ever know. And this is going to be something that we're going to talk about coming up in a moment. You really never know how they did it, what it's taking or whatever, unless they're your mentor And they're telling it to you, like literally breaking it down. Because when you think about 
doing certain things, growing your business, taking big, bold, risky action, making money, scaling, offering more things, like all of the things that you see other people doing, saying that they're making five-figure months, six-figure months. I follow someone who claims that she makes a million a day and whatever, you know. Um, It's very important to remember that everything, every single thing, everything in your life and business that you ever, ever, ever want to do, everything requires the resources of time, energy, and money. Every fucking thing. There ain't nothing in the world that comes without an investment of time, energy, and or money. It's either one, two, or all three. And what you can never know about anyone else is what combo of time, energy, and money it took for them to get where they are. And when you see someone doing something that you would like to do, like, you know, make make a certain amount of money, have a certain amount of clients, launch a course, run a challenge or a program, um, write a book, start a podcast, um, uh, you know, a- anything, anything that you see other people doing in their business that you would like to do, right? That you're like, I want that. I want to have a podcast. I want to write a book. I want to have a course. I want to have evergreens. I want to have people pay for things when I'm not looking. Um, you know, all of that. I want to charge X amount of money for my services Anything like that that you want to do and that you see someone else doing is just going to require an investment of time, energy, money, one, two, or all three in some combination. And one of the things that I have to talk to my clients about all the time when they see all of these people claiming all of this massive success is that if that person was their mentor, hopefully they would actually lay it all out and say, this is how much time this took. This is how much energy I put into it. And this is how much money it cost. And that money is not always literal. Like, oh, I I spent money to put this thing together, right? It doesn't always mean that. Sometimes it does right? For me to put on this podcast, could I do it without spending money? Yeah. I could probably sit in my living room and self-publish and self-edit and learn all this shit, but I don't want to. (laughs) I have no interest in that. That's not where I am in my business. So for me to put out my podcast, I choose to spend money so that I can like spend less time because time is just as much of a commodity and resource as money is to me, right? So I make a choice to spend money so that I don't have to spend time and energy to learn how to edit a show, to learn all the shit that I don't want to do. Like it's not my genius zone. It's not my passion. It's not my desire. But for someone else, 
that does have that passion and desire to edit their own show and be their producer and blah, 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 they might not have to spend as much money doing the show. But it may take them more time, may take them longer. They may not put an episode out every week. You see a lot of people doing podcasts where they do a season and they take a break. And I've heard tons of stories from people about podcasting burnout and you're never going to want to just do a show nonstop every single week. You're going to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I think we're all different. I think we all have different constitutions and I think we all make different choices of how we're going to use our resources in what proportion and combination. You have no idea how much money people are spending on having a team. You have no idea how much money they're spending on advertising. You have no idea how much they're spending on housekeeping and childcare to free them up so that they have more time. So when you look around and you see other people and you're like, well, they have kids, you know, and they have this and they have that and they seem to be doing great, blah, blah, blah. Unless you're interviewing them and saying, hello, do you have, you know, how often do you have a babysitter? How often do you have, do you put your kids in childcare? Do your kids go to school? What do they do? Blah, 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 blah. Like every single person is different. And Every single person has a different vision for what their passionate and prosperous life looks like. So, you know, having a successful business requires an unbelievable input of time, energy, and money. That's it. I'm not even going to try and say it another way. I am not the coach that's here to tell you that if you want to reach certain levels of whatever in your business, that you can do it without the, that investment. All three, at the, really, ideally, but but if not, then one of them is a big investment. When you want to have your level of expectation and success for yourself feel balanced, that means that you're creating a balanced use of those three resources, time, energy, and money. If you want to tip the balance in one direction or another, you want to spend less money, you're going to invest more time and energy. You want to um, have more time and energy for yourself and for your family and whatever, you're going to have to spend more money. And for many of us, we get to a point in our business, which you've heard me refer to as the squeeze, where you're not really ready to maybe spend like that much more money because like I'll, I'm, I'm always very transparent. I'm more for profitability for myself and my business. I'd rather do like work really hard um, on certain things that other people may spend more money on or outsource. Um, I would rather give my time and energy to sometimes offset certain costs in my business. And I know other people that are the opposite. I know other people that spend way more in in hiring people and in having other people do things for them so that they can have a different balance because they want to spend more time with their kids or they want to have a different lifestyle. I I'm I like my lifestyle. Would I like to move forward and evolve my lifestyle over time to get to the point where I have a different balance where I am maybe spending more money and in order to buy myself back more free time, 
absolutely, I'm going to do that. But the fact that I'm not there now does not make me think that I am a failure or that I'm not doing as well as other people who have gotten to that point. And this is something that I see so many of you doing and it it's it's painful because you're doing it to yourself. It's not coming. I mean, if it's coming from something outside of you, like if you literally live with someone who's like being an asshole to you, that's a different story. But when it's coming from you it within, when you are doing your business, you're, 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 you're choosing activities, you're putting yourself out there, you're taking action, you're doing big, bold, risky moves like you have to. Like I just finished teaching my boot camp that's called Create Content Boot Camp. A lot of you were in it, right? And um, in Create Content Boot Camp, the whole point of it was to teach you how to create content that is the kind that can give your clients, your dream clients, your audience, something experiential, a way to get a taste of the work you do, a way to connect with you, to create engagement. So what I mean by that is creating things like talks, workshops, masterclasses, challenges, like, you know, little group experiences, programs, whatever, basically to help you to create things that are different than just posting on social media, which many of you resort to as your only form of attraction and marketing for your business. And I've told you this a million times that unfortunately, just posting on social media isn't enough. It just isn't going to do that much for you unless you're like, you know, someone who loves making reels and your reels are like on point and they're totally connected to your niche. And like, you're just, you're, you know, you're attracting these huge numbers of people who want exactly what it is that you do. Um, and the only way for that to happen is if that content is on point, but because most of the people that I work with and attract and whatever, don't want to spend their whole day on Instagram and making reels. Okay. Cause that's a job too. If you, if you were to like get to talk to any person that you see that claims to be making money on Instagram, that's got, you know, uh, 50,000 followers or a hundred thousand followers or whatever the fuck followers. And, and, and they claim that that's how they make money now on Instagram. If you were to go and ask them to please tell you what they do every day, the answer would be that they spend half their day on Instagram and the other half of their day making reels. I know this for a fact. I am not bullshitting you. I'm not trying to make something up for dramatic effect. So if you want what they have, that's what you would have to do. And I think that this is like this really weird disconnect that people have in their brains, which is like looking at someone who seems to be making it look really easy that they're like, you know, got tons of followers and they're raking it in on Instagram and you make up a story in your head that all they did was wake up this morning and spend one minute making a reel, put it up and they're magic. They're a magical person. The universe picked them and was like, you don't have to work hard. You don't have to do anything. You just get to just like do nothing. And, you know, and you're magical. But I am here to tell you that that's not happening. But the problem, this huge gap in entrepreneurship is entrepreneurs not having 
someone tell them the truth and the reality about what it takes to have a business. Well, that's not true. I think that like when you hear, you know, famous people telling you like, you know, what it takes to make, you know, to make your mark and to, you know, what it means to be self-made and how all these like bazillionaires, you know, are, you know, are telling you about their, their journey and how hard they had to work and how, how many jobs they had and how many tables they waited on and, you know, all the shitty things they had to do and, you know, and they cleaned a toilet and whatever, you know, when you hear those people say it, somehow you're like, oh, and you find an inspiration, but somehow you don't apply it to yourself and you don't realize that like, that there's some version of that out there for you too. And that there's no easy button to push. And even if you know that for some reason, as you're going through your journey, which can be hard, you know, what I always say, I'm like, life is hard, right? This is hard. And I'm not saying it to be a downer or to tell you to give up. I'm saying it to be real. This shit is hard. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Doesn't mean you should be discouraged. Doesn't mean you should give up. Doesn't mean you should throw your hat in the ring and disappear. Doesn't mean any of that. It just means just know. Just know what you're getting yourself into and then use your passion and the, your mission and your why and the reason why you couldn't even imagine doing anything other than this to fuel you to keep going and to be resilient. So when you set expectations for yourself, you're always basing it on, I mean, you know, hopefully you're, 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 you always need to base it on what you would like, right? Like an expectation, like what would you like? How do you want to raise the bar for yourself? And also having a realistic understanding of what it'll take and also what the outcome, what what any number of outcomes could be. If you only assume that the only acceptable outcome for yourself from anything that you're doing is 1000% perfect success that you made up in your head, and I'm going to give you a really good example, then you are inevitably setting yourself up for failure, disappointment, and to constantly be let down. I created my group coaching program out of overwhelm and into action um, like four years ago. I created it in August of 20. Okay. uh, No. uh, Yeah. Three and a half years ago, August of 2019. Okay. So the first time I ever ran it was in August of 2019. And wait, was that 2019, 2020, 2021? Yeah. So like three, yeah, like three years ago. So I run this program, I set this program and, and, and the first time I did it, I, I just wanted whoever who I just didn't, I just wanted whoever wanted to do it. Right. I didn't have like some expectation. There were a bunch of coaches that had been reaching out to me and asking me how I was getting clients, basically, like to to sum it up. You've heard me tell the story. And after talking to a lot of them for free and giving a lot of them as much as I could, I realized, oh my God, I just need to like create something. You know, all of these coaches were so early in their business that they still had the mindset because now I'm going to call it a mindset. 
that they couldn't afford to pay for one-on-one coaching, which is a mindset. I mean, unless you literally don't have any money to pay for coaching, if you have the mindset that you're not allowed to pay for coaching unless you're making that money in your business, that is a backwards like mindset. And I think that some of them had it, right? It wasn't that they couldn't afford anything. It was that they had a story in their head, and this is part of expectations, that the only way they could justify paying for their own coach was if they were making that same amount of money in their business. I mean, when I even think about it, I'm like, it's so backwards um, because they they really needed the coaching to make the money in their business. Okay. So anyway, so that's what made me create Out of Overwoman into Action because I wanted to create something at a lower investment for these coaches that were saying that they desperately needed help. And I got 10 coaches into it without really doing very much because they were already like reaching out to me so much. And I said, all right, look, I'm going to put this together. It's going to be, a, a, you know, more affordable than one-on-one coaching. You know, do you want it? And and 10 of them said yes. Easy peasy, right? So I decided to, and then a couple of people were reaching out to me after it already started And I was like, oh my God, like I have all this interest. So guess what I thought? Well, I'm going to run it again because there are people who still want it. So I'll be able to do it again and I'll, and I'll, and I'll get more people. So of course, because I had 10 people in the first one, when I decided to run the second one, not too long after in my mind, I decided that I was going to have 10 people and it was much harder the second time to get people to join the program. I now know many reasons why, and it's what I actually teach you guys. It's what I teach my clients. It's what I teach in all my programs. But the reason is that, you know, I had basically exhausted my little pool of people that I had, that I had built some connection and relationship with. And when I, and then I thought, oh, there are just so many people who, who want this. And then, when I offered it the second time, I didn't have as many existing relationships. And I thought that just some coaches who might see it on social media would be like, oh my God, I want that. And that's not what happened. And so the second time around, I had, I think maybe seven people or something like that. And I told my coach at the time, because I did have a coach, I told my coach at the time that, you know, I really, that it was a failure, that the program, you know, was just, you know, failed. And he was like, why would you say that? And I said, well, because I I didn't get 10 people. And he said, well, who decided that 10 people was the only number that would make the program a success? And I told him me. I decided that. I made up that number. Now, did I base it on the fact that I had had 10 before? Yes. But was the fact that in this one, I got eight instead of 10 was the only reason why the program wasn't considered sold out was because I said that I wanted 10 people and not eight. Whereas if I had said that I wanted eight people, the program would have been sold out. And the first time I did it, I didn't even say how many people I wanted in it. So, so the fact that I thought it was sold out at 10, 
I'm just showing you how our brains work. So what I learned from that experience and what I continue to do today is every single time I'm putting anything out, anything, free or paid, I declare a number that I would like. I declare the number of people, the number of signups, the number of enrollments, the, the, the amount of money, the dollar amount. I put numbers on things and I create vision and container and in a way, expectations for myself that I'm going to fill that, that I'm going to do that. And very often it doesn't match up exactly. Meaning I say, I want 20 people to join out of overwhelm and I get 18 or 16 um, until finally I decided that 16 was sold out for out of overwhelm. And now that's what it consistently has gotten. It's not going to be here anymore. Now we're, we're moving into the Passion and Prosperous Academy that you can join with me in January. But my, my point of all of this is when you're an entrepreneur, you're the one setting these expectations, these goals, these, you know, you're creating the vision. And yes, it is possible to look to the side and see someone else doing something similar and think, well, they got 20. They got all the people. And then look at yourself and think that somehow you fucked up, you failed, you did something wrong. This is the worst thing that we can do is look around at what other people are doing and judge ourselves against them. Because like I said, you have no idea about anything behind the scenes, anything, unless they're telling it to you in detail. Now, I am super transparent with my clients and my community because I actually don't think that I could help you or teach you if I kept letting you walk around thinking that there's some secrets or that there's some magic or that other people are just better than you when you see other people having success or different outcomes. And it's not only the comparison of other people, but it's the comparison of yourself. That when you set goals and visions and dreams and all those things for yourself, and they're not happening the way you thought they were going to happen, or they're taking longer than you thought, or you do something and you don't get the results that you thought you were going to get. If you go to bed at night, and you are beating yourself up, if you are constantly looking in the rearview mirror in a bad way, if you are always thinking that you should have done things better or differently, you are going to be miserable and you are not going to be able to have a long-lasting, sustainable business. So I'm going to share with you a couple of things that I think help with this whole managing of expectations, how to set great expectations, but then manage them so that you can use the practice of seeing yourself as doing great big things because you have to, of even seeing other people doing great big things and being inspired by it and, and looking at other people and thinking, I want that and I believe I can do it. But then the thing that you have to be able to manage is that that's where it has to end. It has to end with, I love that. I want to do that. I see so-and-so doing it. That inspires me. That lets me know it's possible. And then from there forward, it has to be your journey 
unless you're going to get that person to tell you exactly how they did it and you want to copy them. And even if you did want to do that, that would be insane because you're not them and you probably have a different, different niche or a different subtle, like your niche is probably, you probably have a different area of expertise. You probably teach things differently. You probably like have different life experience. You probably have a different lifestyle. There's so, you probably have different resources of time, energy, and money. So even if you wanted to do something the exact way someone else did it, you can't. And I think that this is another reason why it's really irresponsible of a lot of coaches and and people out there that try to make it seem like you can replicate or do things the way they did because what no one is taking into consideration is that you are you, your resources, your time, your energy, your money, how you want to divide those things up and use them is never going to be the same as anyone else's. And that is going to determine how fast things happen for you. And everything that you do requires for you to be willing to collect the data and the information about the experience and use it for moving forward rather than dwelling in thinking that things were wrong or dwelling in the past or looking backwards or beating yourself up. So here are some of the things that I'm going to recommend that you start doing in order to be able to be the one who's the dreamer and the practical reality person at the same time so that you can enjoy the journey, enjoy the process so that you can have reasonable expectations about what kind of outcomes you can get when and after how long so that you can give yourself the grace and the permission to be a beginner so that you can know that like, that a true real business takes time to evolve. It takes time to actually like grow. Okay. So number one, you need a mentor that you trust. If you're out there being an entrepreneur, you're trying to have a business, you're a coach, you're now I'm, I, I think a lot of you feel close to me through the show and that I'm a mentor. And look, I'm so happy about that. Like if that, if, if, if the fact that I record these really long episodes <laughs> for, you know, that my audience sees that there's like a mentorship happening here, that, it, that thrills me to the bone. I don't even know if that's like an actual, like, <laughs> aphorism thrills me to the bone. Um, but it really does. But I also think that it's really important that you have a real person that you can talk to. I mean, it could be me, it could be someone else, but you've got to have someone that you trust who's willing to be totally transparent and willing to tell you what they're, you've got to follow someone that's doing it the way you want to do it. And that can be really real with you about how long it takes and their mistakes that they made and, um, and, 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 and what outcomes to expect and how long it takes and, and, and all of them, what the input is. You've got to have someone like that, or you're out in this, like in this, in the, you know, in the ethers, making up stories and making shit up about yourself, about others. You've got to have something that anchors and grounds you. You've got to have a mentor if you want to be a successful business owner. Number two, you have to learn how to use your expectations and your goals and your visions and all of that as an anchor to help you to be really specific with the universe and with yourself about what you really want and what you desire so that you can make it happen. You can manifest it. 
That's the benefit of how you use these big expectations that you have on yourself, right? You need them because otherwise there will be nothing driving you to do these big things. But on the other hand, you also have to know that you and only you are the one who makes up like how fast it's supposed to be, what what the only acceptable outcomes are for, for your activities that you do, right? Or any of those things. You have to realize that you make that up yourself. So if you make up that you're going to put out a workshop, okay, and you want 40 people to take it, and you want 20 of those people to have discovery calls with you, and you want, um, you know, like five of those people to become paying clients, okay? If you make up those numbers for yourself, and you don't have a mentor, you have no one telling you whatever, and you don't have like a, an engaged audience, you don't have an email list, you don't really have a lot of people who like, you know, who you're in contact with on social media, and you create this thing, and you put it out there, and you get 20 signups instead of 40. And then you get, um, you know, uh, five people to actually show up to it and one person to take a discovery call. And then you see that as a failure, but you didn't have a mentor telling you that according to your numbers, numbers, meaning how many followers do you have? How many people are on your email list? How many people you're actually connecting with and talking to on a daily basis that those numbers are in are actually on par that they're in keeping. If you don't have a mentor telling you that and you just make shit up, you are going to be defeated un and unhappy and feeling like a failure every freaking day. So you have to know that you're the one who makes things up <laughs> and you also have to have that trusted mentor to help you to, to say to you, oh, I know about this. I know how things go. I know that when we put out an online thing and X amount of people sign up, only X amount of people end up showing up live. There are statistics for these things and you need a mentor that can tell them to you so that you're not walking around making shit up, that you didn't get a hundred people to sign up for your thing, but so-and-so did. And you don't know any reason why so-and-so got those hundred people. You don't know anything about the size of their audience. You don't know anything about like how they got those people there. Another thing that you, that you must do to survive your entrepreneurship journey and to really be passionate and prosperous is that you have to be in the practice of looking at what went well or is going well. You must, must, must. The human brain compresses around difficulty. The human brain contracts. It's like a Venus flytrap. Like if a fly goes in and it goes, right? I want you to imagine like any difficulty, anything that doesn't go well, anything that isn't feeling right, your brain sucks itself around it and hangs on for dear life. And one of the only ways to combat that is to force yourself to look at what's going well, to force yourself for looking at, at, at what is working, right? It doesn't mean that you shouldn't also look at what's not working. You have to look at what's not working. But when something isn't working, it's not, it's not the equivalent of you suck. Something not working is just information. It's just data that you can then use. But if you look at everything that's not working or everything that didn't go the way you wanted as a failure or that you suck, you are going to be exhausted with yourself and you're not going to want to do anything. Another thing that we need to have is what I call KPIs, key performance indicators. 
you have to have ways of looking at your progress and process without only looking at that end result, right? So for example, when I am enrolling in something, okay, even if I have my goal is set for 80, 100, 20, whatever it is, okay, If I'm only looking at the number as what it's not, if I'm only looking at like, well, I'm not at 100 yet, I'm not at 100 yet. If I don't say, oh, well, things are going really well. I actually think I might get to 100 signups for this because right now I have 50 and that's a really good place for me to be. Like, it's really good. And right. But if I was unrealistic and I thought that I should have had the 100 by now. I would be missing the thing that what I call the the indicator, that which is letting me know that what I'm doing is working. Because even though I'm not at the goal yet, I'm on my way to the goal. And let's say it was time for me to deliver this workshop, this this made up workshop that I wanted 100, but I got 85. For me to, at that point, think that I failed because I got 85 instead of 100, that is That is my own mind fuck. And I refuse to do it to myself. I will not do that. I will never, ever, ever, ever look at an 85 and be like, and beat myself up because it wasn't 100, even though I said I wanted 100. And that's a training of the mind. That's a management of the mind. And I highly recommend that you get in the practice of this. If this resonates with you, if you're someone who may may or may not do these things to yourself, There's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. There's no such thing as you doing something and it was a total failure. I mean, you know, obviously when you get to the point in your business, if you invest like some some ton of money in something and it turns out that it was like a really bad decision or you go bankrupt, I mean, maybe we could say like, oh my God, that was like a failure. I don't even know. But for where all of us are in our lives and businesses, I don't think it makes sense to look at things as failures. We've got to we've got to be able to see like what there is to take away from it. What did we learn? What can we use for next time? We also if we're paying attention and are and are looking at those key performance indicators, we can always change the course. We can ask ourselves what would I like to do differently right now to get a different outcome. I have done that a million times. I've done it with everything I've ever offered where I get to a certain point and I go, okay, what I call it levers. What levers should I pull now to get more outcomes and more results? What I'm doing right now is working okay, but it's not really getting what I want. So now I've got to be creative and I got to think like, well, what else can I do? You must celebrate your wins. And that's different than just looking at what's going well. Celebrating your wins is really recognizing that there are many, many, many things that happen along the way. Whenever you're taking action, there are byproduct wins. Whenever you're working on something big or you want something big, there are wins along the way if you are in consistent action, which is like like the number one thing you have to be is inconsistent action every single day, Right? You want big outcomes, you better be doing something every single day. I'm sorry. And that doesn't mean that you're a workaholic. That doesn't mean that you can't take a day off. That doesn't mean that like 24-7 you're you're working on your business. But if you want big results, 
it's a big investment of time, energy, and money, period, that it just is. And then finally, some a very important thing that you have to do is you have to stop looking around unless it's for inspiration. If you see other people having what you want, you've got to learn how to see it, how to go, wow, I want that. And then, then turn back and go, all right, now I have to figure out how I can have that too. And not worry about how fast you're going to have it or like you're going to be willing. If you want something that someone else has, all that matters is that you are willing to figure out how much time it's going to take, how much energy and how much money for you to do it. And that means that you may need a mentor that can help you work that out, figure it out. But when you look around at what other people are doing and you make up stories about how they're an overnight success, how they didn't have to do anything, and you're not knowing anything about those investments of time, energy, and money, you are setting yourself up for disaster, for thinking that you're not good enough, for thinking that you're not special. You're setting yourself up for thinking bad shit about yourself, okay? And that's not ever going to help you. It's not going to do anything for you in your business. So setting expectations for ourselves that are realistic, that we can achieve, and also that can be stretch goals that are stretching us, right? But that still we have an understanding of what it'll take to get there. And then rewarding ourselves, celebrating ourselves and loving ourselves for every step of the journey, for trying, for putting ourselves out there, for attempting things, even if you have to then go back and do them another way or fix it or up-level it or upgrade it or tweak it. The process is, wow, I did a great job and now I'd like to do it better or differently or whatever. The process cannot be going to bed at night and replaying your day and thinking that you're a a failure and a loser and that you just don't do anything well because of some unrealistic expectation that you have of yourself and of how things go. Having expectations about how things are supposed to work or how the world works that are not in alignment with reality. And I'm not saying that you're like psychotic or schizophrenic or whatever. I'm just saying that this is your brain, man. Like this is your mind and you have to make some decisions about how you want to work with your own mind. And obviously having a a coach that's a mindset expert, having having someone to work with, having a mentor, this is all really helpful and important. I would never be without it. You always hear me say that. So I hope that you, um, I hope that you're coming away. I mean, I don't know how you're coming away from this, but I hope you're coming away from this with a little bit of like a softness or a willingness to get softer and more loving and gentler to yourself about how this whole entrepreneurship and business shit works and how it's very, very, very hard to stay the course and and really understand how long it takes to build, how long it takes to get big outcomes and how different it is for everyone. 
And so if you like started your business and you thought that you were giving yourself six months to get X results, but you made that up based on nothing. And then six months comes and you don't have those results. And so now you see yourself as like, as it didn't work. I I'm here to tell you that you're the one who made that up. You're the one who made it up. And I guess if you have like, if you have people around you telling you that that's what it should be, then that could be a problem. But if you have like someone that you trust that's done it before you and that knows a lot about the industry and about the business and they're saying to you, no, 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 like you're, you're, you're exactly it, where you're meant to be. You're, you're, you're on point with like what it really takes to get to, to where you want to go. And you've got to have someone like that. And then you also have to trust them. It doesn't matter if you have someone like that, if you're then going to go away and still just think your thoughts and your, and, and, and your stories that you've made up. And, you know, if you believe certain things that don't serve you and that don't set you up for success or give you an opening to see yourself as successful, then what I'm going to tell you is that those are what we call limiting beliefs. So it is possible that you may believe something about how you're supposed to be, where you're supposed to be, or how things are supposed to be going, when, and they may be limiting beliefs, just so you know. It can be limiting for you to think that you should be further along than you actually are, as opposed to it being motivating and wonderful to be like excited about where you're going. So you have to know the difference between the two because expectations are really tricky. You need to have them of yourself so that you have something to rise to. You need to have a big vision. You need to believe that you can do it and you need to have expectations of yourself like that you're going to show up and that you're going to put in the work and that you're going to do your best. But the minute you let those expectations of yourself turn on you, and become your, your limiter or the thing that makes you think that you're not successful, then they're limiting. It's a limiting belief and it isn't serving you. And this is very complex stuff that if you don't want to just go be a lemming and just follow along what other people do and just go work somewhere at a, at a job that you don't like and get paid a paycheck just to think like somebody else or do that kind of work. If you want to do your own thing, then a big part of it is, 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 is understanding all of this so that you can see yourself as successful right now while also creating this future success that you desire. You have to be able to see yourself as successful today for all that you have done while also knowing that you're a work in progress and that you can still create more and that you should create more. So, you know, a lot of what I I talk about on the show is what we're going to be doing at Passion and Prosperous Live because I would never, ever do a transformational business building. The reason it's called transformational instead of just a business retreat is because of this, is because is because if you want to be successful as an entrepreneur, as a solo person, as as someone who's just doing your work and owning your business and you know, and all of that, you need all of these tools. You need the resilience, you need the mindset, you need the perspective so that you can stay the course and keep going and doing it. 
Otherwise, every day of your life, you're going to be miserable. Every day of your life, you're going to be looking for what, what, how you're failing and how you're not meeting your expectations. So I hope you'll buy a ticket if you haven't already. If you're listening to this far off in the future, I'm sure there's another event that that's happening uh, that you can come to. Um, please go to my website, www.stacybrassrussell.com. There are free things there for you to grab if you want a little uh, a free training on how to have discovery calls. There's a not free training on how to know your niche, which everyone needs um, and all the other info about like events and the podcast and free things and and also how to work with me one-on-one if that is something that you uh, are curious about. So that's what I have for you. I am sending you all the love as always. I will be with you next week and come to the birthday party if you're hearing this in real time. All right. Woohoo. Passionate and prosperous one-year-old. Thank you so much for making it possible. I love you and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it.